You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you're levicated to all the bicycle riders, seen? Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. And good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR 855am and digital. And today is, I believe, Monday. Yes, it is Monday, the 12th of September. And thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. This is Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. We're a program about bicycles, cycling and related transport issues. Come to you from Melbourne, Australia, from the studios of 3CR. And on today's show, um, I'm going to be speaking to Damien, who's helping to organise the... Uh, Single Speed Worlds coming up at Woodend in uh, October and uh, a few other bits and pieces we've got. There's um, some local news to do with the triplets of Bellevue, the actual uh, performance, live performance of the music. We've got um, coming up as well, there will be a, um, there's some news from Melbourne Bug about what they're doing for the upcoming council elections and also remember if you're uh, concerned about cycling issues in your area a lot of the heavy lifting really is done by your local council so the council elections are coming up on October 20th I think if I got the date right look at the um, VEC website for that I'll read out a bit more details about that in a minute and some really interesting news um, over the weekend coming out of the UK about how the West Midlands police are actually uh, policing close passes now I'll be doing that a little bit in the moment but um straight up there's a bit of news about about uh a bridge that uh, i think i mentioned a few times on the show and it was kind of like during the whole rush or crescent sort of thing about um getting a bridge over the Mary Creek further up on Derriban between Beavers Road and i believe the series area uh, Kingfisher Gardens for kids walking to school and all the rest of it. And there's some good news have come out about that, but Derriban Council has approved detailed design funding after feasibility shows that the bridge is feasible. And the reason why this was coming about, so uh, school kids and mums and dads could easily walk and ride to school instead of taking a very long route in a car or other forms of transport, but they could walk or ride. So last Monday night... Derriban Council accepted the feasibility study for improved pedestrian and cyclist access over the Mary Creek and voted to commence detailed design of a new bridge between Northcote and East Brunswick, running from Beavers Road to near Kingfisher Gardens. And from the uh, uh, local residents who are pushing for this, we are delighted that Council voted in favour of the project with no argument against it. And there's... um, 
I'll link all the details to this. It's off a change.org petition and they're, they're doing the obvious thing of, you know, giving us updates on the project. But that's a great bit of news about local connectivity for the area. And um, as you probably know, going back a month or so ago, that uh, Yarra Council voted to get the Rushall um, bypass, or, you know, that uh, problematic little bit of uh, path finally kind of up and going so there's a bit more to go on it but there's some really good stuff happening and, and also a lot further down along Yarra along uh, Mary Creek and that there's really some good stuff happening now there's a, this uh, bit of news about passing laws now West Midlands Police and this comes off road.cc most Midlands police are using a cycling officer to target close-passing motorists. And the force has studied data and changes its attitude towards cyclists. Now, why I'm bringing this up, there's been a few things in Australia over the last five to six years to do with close-passing, either to do with getting better laws or better um, enforcement of, you know, getting buzzed or the, yeah, sorry, mate, I didn't see you. So... West Midlands Police has announced a new scheme that will see a traffic officer riding the most vulnerable locations for cyclists looking to instantly act upon close passes, distracted driving and the like. The move comes following an analysis of road traffic collisions, and these are called in the UK RCTs, which has resulted in the force concluding that prosecution is the only way to encourage drivers to be more aware of vulnerable road users. When passed too close, the cycling traffic officer will let a colleague up the road know and they will stop the motorist. The offender then will be given a choice. Prosecution or 15 minutes spent being educated as to the correct way to pass a cyclist. If offences persist, the force is planning enforcement only days when education isn't an option. And, um, oh yeah, and there was a very lengthy blog by the West Midlands Police Road Traffic Unit that said, we accept a change in, ro- in driver behaviour as awareness of the tactic spreads. After all, every cyclist on the road ahead may well be a traffic officer on the operation as their cyclists will not be liveried in any way. Drivers will have no way of knowing. Now, that uh, blog, it's one of a very long read, but it's really worth reading. It, um, I'll put a link up in the podcast today to that. And it's really worth reading from a police's, uh, or police force's uh, POV of how they've come to this change of actually enforcing so t- taking consideration too that yeah, we had uh, Victoria had recent inquiry into par- uh, safe passing and uh, you know what, what constitutes unsafe or safe pass- uh, passing of another vehicle of a rider. And uh, interesting to note that uh, some bicycle organisations came out against it. And, and there's other people saying it's problematic. Maybe we need uh, the roads to be better engineered. Yeah, well, look, it's a, it's a mixture of many things. But what we've got to get is actually a move towards that road use or cyclists are legitimate road users and, and kind of de-escalate a lot of the aggression and aggro out there. I mean, you can sit down on the internet and pick up your, you know, thing of choice to, you know, look at endless... Um, Fly six videos of close passes or fly twelve, I think now, you, you know, or helmet cam, but it really 
unless there is enforcement or authorities are seen to act, we're just going to keep on getting the same issues occurring. And um, this is an overseas example of, you know, some uh, police forces taking the initiative and uh, actually starting to enforce and give education because, again, you know, uh, recently in the ACT, I think it came out in the last month or so, that they're looking at putting uh, more questions in the driver's licence test pertaining to cyclists and pedestrians. And that is something that's sadly lacking in, lacking in Australia. It just goes right down the line. We don't have any, like, catch-up tests, you know, for when you get your driver's licence, unless, you know, you've um, lost your licence due to certain things. But it's just this level of unawareness, <laughs> if I could call that, and ignorance when it comes to other people being on the road. And it just leads to this torrent of arguments about, you know, rego and licensing and all the rest of it, when really, to echo something I've been going on for ages, you know, first principles and critical thinking of what required. And um, it's a fair bit about this. And the first comment on this article, more of this sort of thing, how, how, how um, British can you get? And, um, yeah, so in a moment, I'm going to speak, be speaking to Damien, who's organising the upcoming uh, Single Speed Worlds. Now, what is Single Speed Worlds? Well, it's where lots of people come all over the world in Australia to, to ride single speed. Now, you would be quite aware that, uh, you know, fixed is the fashionable way to go. But before that, before that, people in their late 90s to early 40s, single speed was the big thing. And many people, no doubt, uh, who've ride fixed for a while realise, you know, it's actually not a bad thing to have having a single gear, but sometimes you do need a free wheel. <laughs> but uh, I remember going back to 2000 and... Ooh, was it 2003, we had the single speed worlds here in Australia at Castlemaine, and wasn't that a great deal of fun? Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be back in a moment. If everybody in Australia the fire and bay. 2016 marks 50 years since the establishment of the US military's massive spy base, Pine Gap. The base occupies stolen Orented land just 20 kilometres from Alice Springs. Pine Gap is one of the largest U.S. bases in the world and a launching pad for U.S. wars. Come to the public forum, Pine Gap, serving U.S. militarism for 50 years, featuring speakers Professor Richard Tanter and long-term anti-war activist Joan Coxedge. Wednesday, 14th of September from 7 to 9 p.m. at Trades Hall, Victoria Street, Carlton. For more information about how to get involved in the National Peace and Anti-War Gathering at Pine Gap, go to ipan.org.au. That's ipan.org.au. It's time for independence. 3CR supporter. And you're back listening to Yarra Bosque News Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR. And today I'm going to be talking to Damien about the Single Speed World coming up at Wood End in October. Damien. G'day. Hello. Sorry about earlier. No problems at all. So you are helping set this up. So... Give us a bit of an overview of what single speed is for the listener who may not be quite off fair with this. Yeah, sure, no problems. Um, yep. So, like I said, I'm I'm one of the helpers uh, of the single speed world championships, and it, it is a it is a world championship. So, whoever wins the race is crowned world champion. And there's something However, else to that too, isn't there? What's that? You also get uh, the male and female winners also get a special prize. They do, yes. They get um, 
tattooed. Um, well, the history of the single speed world championships is, is that everyone has, who has won has either been tattooed or branded. And it's very clear in the beginning that if you do not want a tattoo or branding, you do not win. So <laughs> it's all very clear in the beginning. Yeah. Yes. So um, about the actual single speed thing, it's to the uninitiated listener, it's mm-hmm. like fixed gear but with a free will, but it comes way before any of that sort of – there's a whole I culture guess, around this. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, it's single speeding has gone through some changes in uh, in how it's viewed in the you know bicycle world and in the world in general. But um, uh, essentially single speeding is a celebration of bicycles – in a simple state, so how they they were originally. Um, many people have different views of what a single speed is. You know, often people think it as as it is fixies. Um, sometimes, you know, people have uh, the idea it's just a, a mountain bike that has one gear. Um, you know, I I think it's it's different things for, to, for different people, but really, it's just riding a bike that's only has one gear ratio. That's really the, the way to categorise it. And coming up with this, you've got a whole kind of festival and side events coming up, but um, can people still enter or is that closed now? Um, officially, we did close the entries. However, we're still accepting the late entries. The main reason why we closed the entries was the thing is with, with this event, you know, this this is a single-speed world championships is an event that's actually not governed by any uh, authority or any governing body like like track cycling or any other um, cycling championships. They have you know, UCIA or, you know, there's a there's a, usually a governing body that says, okay, well, the race has to be this long, the bikes have to be this weight or you have to be this gear or whatever. Mm. The great thing or the interesting thing about the single speed world championships is there is no governing body and whoever wins the the rights to host next year can pretty much do whatever they want yep however the people who who set it up kind of don't have anything to start with as far as funding goes so you know this is very grassroots you know um Extremely non-commercial, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah, you haven't got the backing of ASO or someone behind you. <laughs> That's right. It's really only up to the industry and the fraternity to support it. So, um, you know, we've got some really cool sponsors on board. We've got loads of um, prizes and and um, and side events, like you say, because mm. the, the event is kind of themed as a, a carnivalo. So it's like a, a circus bikes uh, event. And um, you know all about branding and and Facebook page and all that sort of thing reflects that. Um, and of course, you know one thing that for for the uninitiated listeners is that it, 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 the main thing about the, the single speed world championships is kind of like it's kind of like the anti race. Yeah. We celebrate the person who wins and the person who comes last equally. It's all about participation. So, you know, loads of people just ride any kind of bike and as long as it's got one gear, you um, you qualify. But heaps of people, which is pretty important if anyone's going to go along, heaps of people dress up. Yep. So, you know, 
costumes and get-ups, and that's all part of the, the fun and festivity is that the person who's out there like a professional mountain biker winning the race may be dressed up like I remember in, um, in California a couple of years ago. There was um, a couple of guys, Carl Decker and... Um, Oh, I can't remember, uh, Adam Craig, you know, and they, they're professional riders for Giant at the time, and one of them was wearing a Batman costume and one, one of them was Spider-Man. And they just flew past me, um, and I thought, wow, that's that's cool because they're in the spirit of things. <laughs> they're also really good mountain bikers. Mm. So, um, obviously, for, for it's, this is going to be a great uh, participation and audience um, thing. So, what's some of the events you've got coming up other than the actual ride that's um, happening on, oh, was it the 20, it's over the weekend, the 21st, 23rd? Yep. But you've got um, some stuff happening in Melbourne. You've got My Mechanic Rules and then a Melbourne pub ride on the yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. 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 So, essentially, you know, Single Speed World Championships is really a festival of the bicycle in a simple state you know the race is part of it of course but um and it's the reason why why people come from far away and um you know enjoy the the get together but it's really a festival of bikes um and what we've planned is six days of bicycle activity starting with the my mechanic rules which is a bicycle mechanic championships held at Community Cycles, and that's on the Tuesday night. So just to give you an idea about that, there's, that's a test of bicycle mechanic skills, but set in the sort of theme of the those kitchen uh, TV shows. Uh, what, a bit catering <laughs> so, show? What's that? A bit like the catering show? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, you know, Iron Chef or, or yeah. whatever, but... Um, you know, the, some of the things that will be tested there is um, test, uh, t- changing a bicycle tube with one arm tied behind your back, um, building a bicycle wheel from scratch, you know, so serious activities, but, uh, you know, in a really entertaining um, forum. Yep. So that and that's be a commuter cycles. Yep, yep. And we'll have music and um, Temple Brewery has come on board with some... some uh, beer, there'll be a bit of food there, so that'll be the start of the, the six days, and then the next day, on the Wednesday night, we've got a ride from, it's a, it's a bit of a tour of Melbourne on bicycles, and just so happens that it starts at the Cherry Bar and ACDC Lane, and it culminates at Yarra Hotel with some music and food, but it's, I, I guess it's, for those people coming from overseas, because we've got about 50 entrants from, uh, I think, 12 different nations. And we just want to showcase Melbourne to them um, on bicycle. And, yeah, so that's a free event, and it's just cruising around. Um, Maybe see some street art or or whatever and go with the flow on the night. Sounds pretty chill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, um, then you kind of, like, on the Thursday, you actually head out. To Wood End. Yeah, th- Thursday. The idea is that people can, you know, move out to wo- to Wood End. Um, you know, we've got shuttles service, or there's a train. We've tried to make it easy as possible for visitors to get to Wood End. Um, and there's some social rides there, so we can help out people if they want to, you know, explore the area. Um, and we 
do actually have some music. Michelangelo's playing at the Colgate Brewery on uh, Thursday night. It's a surprise, but he's in the area for the... Um... Fabulous, Michelangelo. Yes, yeah, I know. We're very excited about that. We um, just so happens... One of the bike riders is friends with him and got him at a very discounted rate. Um, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice of him to do that. And then, and, and the opening, official opening really is uh, Friday at uh, 6.30. We've got a street closure next to Holgate Brew House, which is our primary sponsor. Um, so we've got a welcome to country there. We've got um, a guy named Matt Ben and Paddy from Castlemaine, Urban oh, Donkey. The Matt Ben. That's right. Yeah, he's definitely involved. Yep. So he's doing a, a little show which will which will sort of after the welcome to country for the area, that'll be sort of um, be the platform for the festiv- festivities. And we've got loads of stuff on uh, Friday night uh, in the street closure, sort of carnival, like circus stuff, music. And then the big the big day really uh, I suppose with with bicycle activities is Saturday. So we've, we have the venue, the, the iconic Australian venue of Hanging Rock, um, and we're having a mass ride from Woodend. Everyone's camping pretty much at Buffalo Sports Stadium, and we're moving from the town with uh, a whole bunch of tweed riders. Um, we've got Dan, uh, Penny Farthing Dan with his crew, uh, some unicycle guys, and even just the competitors. Anyone really is welcome. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so this come, leaves at 11 o'clock and then, you know, heads out chaperoned on the roads to Hanging Rock. And then at Hanging Rock, there's a cyclocross race, 30 Deeds putting a cyclocross race on. We've got musicians. We've got um, a micro, uh, micro beer uh, festival from the Macedon Rangers. And loads of bicycle events. We've got a jumping castle, face painting, lots of stuff for kids. Oh, yeah, it's got a face painting for the kids, yes. Oh, yeah, big kids and little kids. Yep. <laughs> and there's a little bit of an artisan expo there as well. Um, we have a, also a uh, retro mountain bike swap meet organised yep. by the mountain bike, uh, the Melbourne mountain bike guys. So there's lots of stuff happening at Hang Rock. Um, and, you know, it's it's... It's free to the public. Uh, you know, there is a charge to get into Hang, Hang Rock itself, but all of these activities will be free um, and also, you know, as part of the entrance as well. Yeah, so to find out more about it, you can go to your website, which is sswc2016, no, all one word, dot com, and you've got yep. all the all the details on there. And also, if you're not a rider and your schedule and everything on there, and you've, yep. got, you've got all the social media, you've got it, um, entry options, or, you know, that's closed. But, yeah, and you've also got the gallery of uh, some amazing stuff. I'm expecting for Woodend, you're going to have a few uh, white crinoline and Miranda sort of knockoffs up there for the hanging off <laughs> thing. There's going to be lots of screen. I think and pan pipes. <laughs> I think that's the. I, I feel that that's going to be the dirty deed. Yes. yes, yes, the Miranda. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Short notice, um, and we'll probably see if we can uh, touch base because it's about uh, probably just over about five weeks to go. So we'll just see how yeah. you, you go in the interim. That'd be great. Okay, thank you so much for your time today, Damien. It's no been worries. fabulous. Okay, see ya. Bye. 
From September the 19th to the 25th, the Earthworker Cooperative is walking 100 kilometres to the Latrobe Valley. We're walking for the creation of sustainable, dignified jobs, starting with Eureka's Future Workers Cooperative. We're walking so we can work our way out of the climate crisis. Sponsor a walker and support a just transition for Victoria's coal communities. Go to walkwiththevalley.org or follow Earthworker on Facebook for ways to join in. We hope to see you on the road. Earthworker is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to 3CR Radio. And you're back listening to Yarrabug Yip Radio on 3CR. And some news and events, if I can find the right page that I'm supposed to be looking at. See, uh, Melbourne Bug have got a petition on to ordinary people doing ordinary things on bike in Melbourne. And this is to do with the upcoming council elections. Now, that's on change.org. City of Melbourne are building more unsafe bicycle lanes, this time on um, South Bank Boulevard near the NGV. And council is improving its design basically because of community feedback, so it's not too late to make the change. So you can show your support and make it... Um, so it's ordinary people doing ordinary things on bikes. So, look, I'll pop all the links in the podcast and see if we can get something out on social media for it. And it's got a fair bit of background information for that... Also coming up real soon, Triplets to Bellevue. Um, the soundtrack's going to be um, played live by Le Terrible Orchestra de Bellevue. Give my horrible pronunciation. And that's on the 14th to 16th of October. Um, and it's by the actual uh, chap who did the soundtrack. Um, I'll put the link up to that. That's for the Melbourne Festival. Um, not cheap. I think it's about $50, $60. So please keep in mind. But there's going to be recreating the actual live score as the film is projected up onto the big screen. So you remember all that Le Jazz Hot and 1920s Paris and very evocative. I mean, back in 2003, it was incredibly exciting to see that when it came out. So um, I'll also put the link up for that. So I believe that's all I've got time for today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. Thank you so much for listening in. Um, up next is Dirt Radio. Next week, believe have faith and Val back in the studio. And don't forget, uh, all your subscriptions and donations help keep 3CR on air. Uh, seeing that uh, we are a community-funded radio station, and I really appreciate if you would make um, a donation to this um, to the to the show and make sure that it's pledged towards Yarrabug Radio because we all have a target we've got to keep up to every year. So. Really appreciate it. If you can give us some money, put bluntly. Anyway, up next, as I said, Dirt Radio, and I will be back on air in about a fortnight. Okay, see you soon. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for $49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org. Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. 
For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.